Hello everybody, I'm Katie Knight and welcome back to Can You Put Me On Guest List. Now, before we start today's show, I wanted to quickly talk to you about a really, really cool platform that I've been working with for just under a year now called Hello Demo. So for those of you that do not yet know what Hello Demo is, it's a platform that has been made to send, receive and manage your music all from one place. So you can say goodbye to the unorganized and unwanted demos that are sent to you on a daily basis and also say goodbye to emails with large files links that have expired and you can also forget about receiving demos from every single place possible and on top of that if you're an artist or a label you will receive much more relevant music due to a natural filter added to the amount of music a producer can share outside their network and it's also a great great way to discover new talent in a more time efficient manner but hello demo also has so many other cool features so there's hd link which is kind of like a link tree where you can have all of your links in one link and you can forget about changing your link in bio every time you have something new um, but it also has a music drop it's so so useful if you go to my link in bio on instagram you can check mine out and in fact black girl white girl who i'm going to interview in this next podcast also have their hd link in their instagram bio too so go and check that out it really makes things so much easier um and at hello demo we also have got our hd remix channel on which we've launched remix contests with labels such as repopulate mars swada and records and we also have our hd radio channel which is where we broadcast our radio show hd radio the producers fm which i host every sunday the first hour is always a guest mix and the second hour is either a label showcase or a selection of demos that we have received through hello demo and have chosen for the show so we've had the likes of call you with swada Swada, Swada Showcase, we have had Javier Carballo, Hector Coto, we've got Radio Slave and Records coming up next week. So it's a really cool show. So if you want to check it out, then you just have to go to hellodemo.com, subscribe and follow the HD radio channel. So now Coming up on this week's show, I have Black Girl, White Girl, which is a duo made up of Karen and Ty, who I'd never met before, but was so, so lovely and so inspiring to talk to. We chat about diversity and inclusion in the dance music industry and how their journey as two women from such different backgrounds and being part of the LGBTQ community has been for them so far what the music industry needs to do to promote more diversity and inclusion, their mission as Black Girl, White Girl, as well as their latest release, Elevate on Eats Everything and Andres Campos' label 8, and much, much more. So I'm so happy that, first of all, I actually got to meet them, and secondly, that they're on the podcast and can share their story with you. So I'm going to stop talking now and get on with the show. This is Black Girl, White Girl on Can You Put Me on Guest List. Hello, girls. How are you both? Hey, we are great. How about you? I'm good. Thank you. It looks really nice where you are. It looks nice and sunny and you look very chilled and relaxed. <laughs> it is. And we are. <laughs> well, people can't see you right now, but you've got your ice lollies, your sunglasses on, the sun shining. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. 
the 8th July, it's about a time. <laughs> yeah, about time. Um, I wanted to start from the beginning with you girls. So I wanted to know a little bit about both of your backgrounds and when you fell in love with music. Yeah. So I will start. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we met uh, during AD in 2012 and we basically shared the same vision and we vibe. We had the same idea of what we want to create. And basically everything is history. That's how our branding became. For me, I'm a F Jewish, F Portuguese. Um, lived in Tel Aviv. We lived together in Tel Aviv until we moved back to Holland. I fell in love in music as far as can I remember since childhood, but the connection to the electronic music was when I started to go out and I experienced the power that the DJ have on the booth and I was taking the crowd on a journey and that feeling behind. And I know that that's what I want to do, not just to play the music, but also create the music. And that's how we team up. We had the same vision. That's for me. Can you remember the first DJ that you saw play? Mm, I'm not sure. It was a long, long time ago. But it's definitely the moment that it really, really touched me. It was at the FFF parties in Tel Aviv. And it was one of the biggest gay parties. And mainly Lion Bushwaka, Steve Lawler. uh, All the world played there. Annie Dijon. And it was really like, moment that catch me and I knew okay that feels right it clicked yeah you just get that click and you know that that's exactly what you want to do yeah mostly when all my friends were dancing and I'm like focusing on the DJ booth and like feel more connection than just the music yeah so were you both making music before you met each other uh I did not make music before we start I did I was producing music since I was like 16 years old Ah, really? And well, of course, yeah, when I was 16 years old, it wasn't really producing music. It was kind of like just doing whatever and like just see whatever happens and you have no idea, you know? So, um, yeah, I used to do that. And then I studied music in Amsterdam and I knew that I wanted to do something with music, but I I did not really know what. I used to also play guitar when I was smaller. And like, I kind of had like this introduction to music at a very young age. But it wasn't until I think I was like 18 or 19, something like that, that I started to realize like, whoa, you can actually go to clubs and you can like hear DJs play and wait, those DJs also sometimes make music and wait, I can also learn that. So that's how it started for me. Nice. Can you remember the first DJ that you saw playing? Um... Wow, that's, I have no idea, like zero, like everything's like a blur from like, everything beyond seven years ago is like a blur. I have no idea. (laughs) So you said that you met at ADE. What year was that? What year? 2012. Ah, 2012. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how Black Girl, White Girl came together. Was it just like one evening that you just decided let's do this or what was the process behind it kind of yeah we were uh, like we were sitting in uh, we just went to Tel Aviv it was 2013 so one year after we met and we were sitting in the room and like we were listening to music and talking about music and we're like you know it would be so amazing if like we could do something and like DJ together we were talking about it's not even producing music 
And I said, okay, we can do that. And then we were listening to some music and it was this uh, track by Kill Frenzy and it's called Black Girl, White Girl. So we're like, oh, you is know? this destiny? <laughs> like, <laughs> is it fate? Like, what's going on? Yeah, Aww. so we said, okay, that's like, it's us. It's <laughs> us, it's just us. And um, yeah, yeah that's how it started. And then we started to put out mixes and at some point we thought, okay, we can like also do production because we kind of had an idea of what we liked which is, of course, now totally different than, like, eight years ago. But so much. <laughs> back then, it was like, okay, let's do it. We can do it. Why not? Let's try it. But let's get started. Yeah. Oh, it's so nice when things like that come together so spontaneously and just, like, so easily. Mm-hmm. Like, they're meant to happen. For yes. sure. For yes, sure. Yes, yes, exactly. Like, when you have that gut feeling, that instinct, and just know that that's going to work and it's going to happen when it clicks that feeling is just magical yes although i must say in the beginning we did not really feel like oh my god this is it (laughs) it took a really long time before we got there you know like yeah of course it was a struggle and (laughs) we we kind of just did whatever you know like we we read like articles online and watch youtube tutorials you need to start somewhere yeah all of that and and at some point we're like okay we're we're starting to get kind of good at this you know yeah yeah basically was in the level that like we make production and like we are happy at the moment but we realized we can do more and we are like develop our sound that like we like that more and like we focus on to get there so everything was like a work in progress until today it's work in progress but we are fully happy with the progress we're doing that's the main thing it's basically fitting to our style yes what were you both doing at the time when you started black girl white girl um i was still in university like i i stopped sorry university i was studying musicology nice yeah, and um, the year that we moved to Tel Aviv, 2013, I also, like, ended my studies. And I decided, like, it wasn't the, the thing for me, like, to go the, the academic route. Yeah. And, yeah, and I used to have, like, I don't know, like, a side job, handing out flyers for a, a event in Amsterdam. And, I don't know, like, dumb jobs, like, customer service and stuff like that, you know, just to earn money to be able to go out. Yeah, we've all done it. When it's not about what you actually love to do and your passion, everything behind it's, like, just dumb jobs. I also work in clubbing, like, arrange small local events in Tel Aviv and promote events and work in family business, but except that it wasn't the right thing. It didn't click. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm so happy that you found that magical click and things came together and, it, and it's doing so so well yeah thank you i wanted to talk to you about an interview that i read a few years back with data transmission and they asked you if you had the opportunity to collaborate with one artist who would it be and your answer was you know one thing that we've learned over the last couple of years is that it's the most satisfying to write your <laughs> story which was an answer I loved because normally the answers that you'll get will just be these big name DJs. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to know, has your story as black girl, white girl been what you imagined it to be so far? And would that still be your answer? Our story really came to the place of what we imagined and wanted to be. And again, it's still work in progress. So believe we have a long way to go, but we are feeling that we are in the right place. I can speak for myself in terms of our productions and our sets and everything, all matching. So basically, the vibe that we wanted and the sound that we want to create in terms of feedback of other DJ and from 
actually love the music that we make in and put it in the sets. Like for me, it's like a win-win. Uh, we still, for me, wouldn't want to collaborate with nobody. <laughs> and I believe that our business is based on collaboration every day. Mm-hmm. So for now, it's like enough. We got to experience our sound and develop our sound, something that you will not do if you collaborate with more people. And for us, it was important to create a sound that people will recognize that it's Black or White Girl. And it's taking a time and it took time. And that was our goal. I guess as well, as you just mentioned, that being two of you, it's like you're collaborating with each other anyway. It's not just one person's yeah. vision. It's two people's visions put together. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. It must be so exciting to see what comes out. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. So I also wanted to talk to you about diversity and inclusivity in the dance music industry. Being two women from such different backgrounds and being part of the LGBTQ community, what has your journey been like for you so far? And have you encountered any roadblocks along the way because of your race gender or sexuality and if so how have these experiences shaped or influenced your music Mm. um i think it's something that's very tricky to speak about from our perspective because the thing that you mentioned about roadblocks is that it might have had roadblocks but you don't really know the reason why you know (laughs) we don't know if it's because of of our race that we are people of color that we are, are a couple that we are gay that we are whatever like you never know the reason why stuff doesn't happen and yeah i'm pretty sure that at some point there were some uh occurrences that we don't really know the real reason behind but that stuff didn't happen um i think that the thing that's the the biggest like kind of issue when you are different in that sense and we're like different in so many ways but even if you are just a person of color or just a, a queer person or if you are just female those are already kind of like, from my perspective at least, kind of like a roadblock. Mm-hmm. Like just that by itself. Because you are not like as mainstream or uh, a part of the, the, the majority. So you need to kind of be a little bit more creative to stand out. You need to work a little bit harder. Well, much harder <laughs> 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 to stand out. And, and again, from our perspective. and. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, time will tell. Uh, for now, I feel like we are are able to achieve the the thing, the goals that we set out to achieve. And uh, yeah, it might have been that we we would have gotten there faster if we look different or or were part of a different like group or whatever. Yeah. But like, we we don't want to like think about that too much and let it yeah. like affect our choices too much because at the end of the day, like the goal is what it is, and what we need to do is. The things that we need to like to to compartmentalize it and to like get to that point where you say, okay, I did what I wanted to do and I reached that goal and that's it. Yes. You know, there is not much more to it than that. And yeah, of course, it's very important to talk about these things, to figure out a way to to level the playing field, if you will. And but I, I think also a lot of those uh, answers are stuff that needs to be changed like radically, like on all the the music industry and the whole scene, you know? And yeah, yeah, it's not something that is specifically only for female or for people of color. It's like, it's kind of a mix of of situations that happen the way that it happened. 
And it's up to all of us like to kind of find a way to untangle it a bit, you know, to find a way to make stuff more fair and more inclusive. Yeah. When you actually repeated the question and used the word roadblock, it made me think that instead of seeing it as a roadblock, to see it more like that everything in life happens the way it should do. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And to a point in our life where there is some kind of block, well, that would make us turn a different direction and take another path and will lead you to where you should be. Yes, yes, 100%. Yes, yes, exactly. Everything happened for a reason. Exactly. We it's saw the it, best yeah. way to see it. We saw it in so many like ways that something that not exactly what supposed to come to our pet and more like what we wanted wasn't the right moment and after that that came to our pet like we understood okay that was the moment that was the right time yeah I guess it's like anything in life where you think that you're on the right track and this is the path that you need to take and then something happens you're blocked you're stopped and it makes you turn a different direction and at the beginning you have a feeling of anger and frustration and why aren't I going the way I should right. but then in the long run you realize that that was actually the path that you should take to get to where you right yes. exactly and yes. also when those things pop up when they happen like uh, it's very, very important that you keep going you know don't let it get you down that you don't say, oh my God, I have to change everything about who I am or what I do or whatever. Like stay true to who you are, do your thing. Like at some point, stuff will start to happen. It might take a little bit longer than you, you had in mind. But yeah, if, if you're there for it and you keep going, I really feel that, yeah, it can and will happen. Yeah, that's great advice to, to believe in yourself and carry on the way that you want to go. Yes. Um, what do you think that the dance music industry needs to do to promote more diversity and inclusion? Um, book more diverse lineups, um, hire more diverse uh, people from different backgrounds, cultural backgrounds, races, uh, all of that, you know? Because yeah. at the end of the day, the ones who make the decisions, uh, have, I feel like this responsibility to also expand our horizons and figure out like what more is out there than the, the usual like rinse and repeat uh, stuff that we see out there. And I feel like if people can do that, yeah, <laughs> we can come a very long way. Yeah, I think people need to be aware and open their mind. It's not just a certain category that only that we book in. You need to open for other stuff, people of color, people of LGBTQ, people of minorities, that you can push them up. It's not just about you. Have space for everybody. Nobody here to catch point or space of somebody else. I think everybody can fit and they need to try. Yep. They have the power. It's not that I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to book that and that. The people that making those decisions yep. need to do that. Do you think it is getting better or do you think that we're not moving at all? I do feel that it's getting better. Yeah, for sure. Especially this year. Like if you had asked me this question last year, my, probably my answer would have been a little bit different. But um, what's going on this year and the civil rights movement and everything, like it's really opened the eyes of a lot of people. And some people like have already been it for such a long time, like been inside of that conversation and trying to figure it out. And it's not something that like, just popped up you know it just it got amplified so yeah I do feel that right now things are changing but I 
I don't know, it's difficult because we'll have to wait and see what will happen, like with the scene and when the the vaccine will be here and that actually stuff can get back to a place similar to what it was before because I don't think it will ever be the same again. But to to get to a place where there are more chances for everybody, basically. Yeah, I just hope that people will continue to do the work and it's not going to be a temporary solution or just at the moment thing that also for the long term yeah, definitely. It's like when we did Blackout Tuesday and we all posted the the black image on Instagram. It's like, don't just post it and then don't do anything about it. You know? Right, it's yes. It's not just a moment. This is an ongoing right. thing that we all need to be part of and you can't just post that and then not do anything and forget about it, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's a kind of an easy way out, yes. Yeah, exactly. So I also read in another interview, <laughs> I've been reading all of your interviews lately, <laughs> um, an interview you did with 6am that said that being different, both in your personal and artistic lives, has given you freedom. So I wanted to know, what is freedom to you? And did it take you a long time to get to that place? Um... I think for us, like in the the period that we started to gain a little bit more awareness around our project and everything, which was, I think, probably like two years ago, 2018, yeah. that, um, I don't know, back then we really thought it was like an important thing to uh, create a sound, shape our sound in a way that we are totally different than everybody else because we felt that if we were too much the same or we fall in the same category that like it would not be interesting enough for people to want to cover for people to want to book for people to want to sign so I think that was a very conscious decision of us to uh, go a totally different direction and that in itself has been a major freedom because we got to a point where people actually start to dig our project and our music for what it is Yes, and not in a shape that like we put it to become more popular or to to reach the charts or whatever so that in itself for us was a freedom at the time it did not feel like that because <laughs> at the time it felt like we had to go out of our way to create something but through that process we found our voice so to say and yeah as you said before it was it's still on an ongoing process and we just feel like if we can stick to the things that we love and if we can stick to this idea that we have in mind and not worry about how it will be received or who will like it or who will buy it or who will play it or who will download it, whatever, that we are just true to ourselves, that it's the biggest freedom. Yeah, and it's fine because we had an option and we took a risk. We took the long term because we could do stuff more fast and be in the chart and be making the same music that being in the chart and get all those gigs and all those momentum. But we didn't want to do it because it didn't feel right. It didn't feel matching to what we wanted to create. And mm -hmm. it took longer time, but today we're standing on our production and people respect the music the way that it is without asking to change or without saying it's not fitting. Coming to us and asking music and get support of people that we admire and for us, like everything, it's like, mean the world and you see the hard work paid off because they are coming and they are supporting and that's what we want to achieve it took time but we are there 
I love what you just said about we had an option, but we took a risk. Yeah. I love that. And it's so true. If you're not true to yourself and you don't feel happy yourself, it's so hard to be able to connect with the people that are listening to your music if you're not feeling it yourself. Like, how are they going to feel it if you don't feel that happiness, right? Yes. So my next question, you've probably kind of answered this already, but... The question was, what is Black Girl, White Girl's mission? To connect people with our music and to connect with people through our music and to show them that it's possible to be minorities, female, people of color, LGBT, and to know that just work hard. Don't give up. We are here as a proof. Like, yeah. you can do that. Absolutely. I'm clapping, but I'm in a clap. <laughs> 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 I love that. We can clap with you. <laughs> um, just talking about music, you have just released your latest EP, Elevate, on eight. Tell us about the EP and how it came about. Right. So um, I think we started making those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we started making those tracks uh, last year. I think around October, oh, November, something like yeah. that. Oh, this summer. Okay. Okay. summer <laughs> maybe I don't know <laughs> I really thought it was okay. it can be August or October anyway um, the last we, year we was like a like, blur yeah, yeah everything everything is a blur only, I only remember this year okay no <laughs> without joking um, yeah so we had this um, idea in mind for our, our sound like to continue to expand on it and that's something that's always been important to us to not like stay in a certain sound or style, but to continue to evolve. Um, even if it means that like we will lose some people along the way, like it wasn't really a, a, a thing that we had in mind or like we're even bothered with. It's important for us to, um, yeah, walk our path. So back then we had this like, moment that we really fell in love with uh techno and they were like okay we just need to make our sound like a little bit different than it is now because we want to target something else and it was a progress that was kind of happening naturally at the time because we wanted to take the bpms higher and we wanted the the sounds to be like a little bit like harder and tougher and we said okay if we want to go that direction like we need to make a, a really like clear a signal of intent basically to yes. to like totally like shift the focus from like what was pre- previously perceived kind of as like I don't know tech house or, or deep tech or whatever yeah. get rid of some elements yeah them, make it more minimal yeah so we felt it was important to to keep the clarity in the music and to keep the elements very sparse and to have it like revolve around the theme and I think specifically for those for tracks, you can really hear it because each of them, they have like this this thing, whether it's the vocal or whether it's the, the bass line or the scene. Yeah. The percussion on Green Crack, for example, that like we wanted to really create something with like uh, Indian influence in the percussion because like we were really into that at the time. So we figured out a way to, to make it fit, you know, to make it work and that it would fit in our vision at the time. So we made those tracks like in the same period, I think in a space of like two months or something like that. Yeah. And um, then we sent it to Truncate and he played it on BBC Radio 1 in his back-to-back with his everything. 
and we were like, whoa, <laughs> that actually happened. <laughs> and see, then, I, I bet that was like a big career highlight for you. Yeah, because yes, yes. we, we, we love Trunkade, we love his music, we respect him so much, he's such a nice person. And for him to, like, it was the first time we sent him music too. Yeah. So for him to actually, like, get the music, uh, hit us back with feedback and actually play the music like that was totally new for us because usually okay. people don't really do that you yeah, know exactly. and you got the file like that it been it haven't been mastered or signed to a label and came back like the way that they are and like that's what I was mentioning before about doing arting and getting their respect from people that we admire and their sound and yeah yeah so after that he um he said everything, yes. send us a message on Instagram. He said, hey, you want to send us more music, blah, blah, blah. So we're like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> we have all this music that we just created. and, and Did it's you like, know Eats Everything before this? Not personally. Yeah. We had sent music to him, like, through somebody else. Um, but that, it wasn't really the time. You know, it wasn't the time. It wasn't the, the style of the music that, like, currently we, we feel, like, so good with. So... He sent us a message and we sent him some music and like the same night or the day after yeah, maybe same night we just saw it after we saw it after, <laughs> yeah right, <laughs> right yeah so yeah this email got lost in our inbox what I want all of them <laughs> what what like where was this email how did we miss it and like the day after and then we saw it was like from the night before like what <laughs> and then also Andres Campo on our Instagram also yeah and then we got a, a message from Andres and like I love your music or something what what's yeah. going on here like is something going on that we don't we don't know about like we track all of them all of them oh because did you not yeah, know so that it's been played on BBC Radio 1 no 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 we knew no. that it had oh, been okay, played okay. but we didn't yeah, we didn't we didn't expect uh, Dan to email us so yeah. quickly. We got Twitter on from BBC. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. The tweet. Yeah, we didn't expect Dan to email us so quickly because we are used to usually people taking like I don't know like two three weeks a month before yeah. even getting back to you. So we didn't even check our inbox. Like yeah, sure, <laughs> we'll probably hear something like in a week or two or whatever <laughs> if we will even hear something, you know? Because we didn't really have like hopes or whatever. We just said okay this person clearly wants to hear our music and why not, you know, like, let's see what happens. And it was also our first endeavors in like the new style. So we didn't really expect for it to like hit home in that way with, with like, it's everything with anyone, honestly, but like, especially with him and him being uh, like with Andres, the, the eight label, like they really have like this cool sound that we really loved, like since basically they started to put out music. So, yeah, it was like kind of a, a dream basically to get our music to come out on that label. Yeah. It was like, yeah, we didn't expect it, but it happened. We felt that we're doing something good, but then we got confirmed that we're doing something good. And yes. that like led us to make more music. So a lot's to come. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, I'm so, so happy for you. Congratulations. It's amazing. Thank, Thank you. you. And, and as you said, big things coming up next. What can you share with us? that's coming up soon for Black Girl, White Girl? Uh, we have another release on Aerobic. It will be around September. Yeah. We have another one for targeting the end of the year with UKR. Nice. And yeah, we also have live stream and some something different, but not like in production uh, mix, with MixMeg, downtime, something different from us. Nice, cool. Yeah. And um, that's it. You're keeping busy. Yeah. Yes. Good, good. And my final question for you is a question that I ask all my guests at the end 
of the show because the show is called can you put me on guest list the question is do you have a guest list rule um basically show up and do some shots with us (laughs) (laughs) yes i love that answer that's it very simple very simple (laughs) that is a simple one it's not hard yeah (laughs) i could make it hard yeah you could make it hard but we're keeping this one simple i like that rule it's a good one (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you so much is there anything that you would like to add um Honestly, I feel like the one thing that I would like to add is that everybody stay positive. Um, We're going through a hard period now, all of us. But, you know, after rainfall comes sunshine. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. You know, and like, Mm -hmm. let's just look forward to those good moments and not stay too much uh, down or depressed. Like, find a way to, to find your happy place. Yeah, it's easy, but we can do it together also as an industry to support more and spread the love and positivity. Yes. Do you know what? This chat has given me such a boost of positivity and energy. It's been so, so so lovely to speak to you both. And I'm so glad that I got to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Likewise. Yeah. And I know that you, you're going to have so much coming your way and um, I'm excited for you both. Thank you. Appreciate your support. Oh, well, I hope I get to do some shots with you soon. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I'll speak to you soon. Yes, Bye. thanks.